WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com. Dot com to start winning. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Cody with me as well today. And today we're going to be talking about some studs and some duds so far in this 2021 season. Now these Studs and duds kind of have different parameters. It's based on, you know, how you felt that they performed. Have they outdone expectations? Have they not exceeded expectations? Have they been injured? All these kinds of things go into the decision-making on this. And we're not going through the whole roster with this. I mean, we could do that, but uh, that would probably just take a little too long uh, trying to explain every single reason as to why. But... Uh, we just decided to go with five in each category and give a special mention to one or two other people from the other categories. And again, for anyone that wonders, uh, for the duds, you know, a couple of these guys, we've been disappointed with them. A couple other ones, we think that they're getting better. Just ultimately, some things have gotten in the way of that. Um, but we'll explain our reasoning here in a little bit. But, uh, Cody, you want to go ahead and mention the first name on the stud category for this one? Yeah, just to clarify with the studs as well, like it doesn't mean every player that's been you know, the best player on this team. This is based off of, you know, players who maybe we didn't know as well. Like, you know, for some of these players, like, for example, I'm just going to say Jonathan Taylor, right? He's not going to be on this list because we kind of expected him to have the success he's having, yeah. right? There's some other players we feel like we want to give some love to as well. So we're going to do that. So there might be a few players you're like, why isn't he on this list? That's why we're going to do that. Um, I think we have to give a special mention before we do to a couple guys, Moali Cox, Matt Pryor, and also Carson Wentz. I think we have to throw Carson Wentz on there just because I think he's been better than anybody really expected. He's had his moments, and I don't think he's necessarily been fantastic. He's been good, really good in a lot of ways. And obviously, Mo's had a really good season. Matt Pryor, with no expectations, has come in and looked really, really good. So just want to give a special mention to those three guys. I think they've looked really good. But the first guy has to be the most obvious guy. Carson Wentz's favorite target so far this year. Michael Pittman Jr. I mean, what can you say about the guy? He he came in last year and, you know, had a, an up-and-down rookie season. You know, had that injury early on in that season and, you know, missed a couple games and started to really – find his groove at the end of the year, especially you mentioned that Buffalo game. He really, really started to find his own at over a hundred receiving yards in that game. And you felt like, okay, year two, he's going to ascend. Now it's interesting, Derek, because there was a lot of people who thought the Colts were going to have to go out and get a wide receiver in free agency. We were both on that train where like the Colts got to get number one wide receiver. Well, it just so happened. They had a number one wide receiver in Michael Pittman the entire time. He is, in my opinion, he has far exceeded expectations. You know, I expected him to have a better, you know, second season, but to the degree that he's doing it right now, I mean, I think you have to put him on the studs list for where the expectations were for him in year number two. 
Yeah, I mean, he's totally taken that sophomore leap. I mean, you can make the argument right now, and it's a pretty easy argument that Michael Pittman's a top 25 wide receiver in the league right now, especially for this season. Uh, Michael Pittman really has just exceeded the expectations. We were hoping this would be the Michael Pittman that we would see, and we're seeing it blossom right before our eyes. You know, he's getting those five to 10 catches a game now is getting that 70 to 130 receiving yards every game and has the option to be that touchdown magnet for you. Now he is that guy he's making those plays and it's really great to see Michael Pittman and Carson Wentz having that connection. Carson Wentz truly needed it since T Y Hilton has been out for the majority of the season. It's been great to see Michael Pittman shine into this uh, new role that he needs to be in. So Really great thing there, and we'll move on to another guy here, and I think this is your next man crush that you have on this team, and that is Chris Reed. Uh, Chris Reed, who the Colts signed as a backup guard uh, for the season and had started for the Panthers last season with 14 games and didn't even give up a single sack. So far this year, uh, Chris Reed has done so well that – replacing Quentin Nelson at times that he has practically replaced Mark Lewinsky, the original right guard at the right guard position now. And he has the majority of the snaps now. So, you know, from a guy who was signed for, I don't even remember how much money it wasn't a lot for a starting caliber left guard to be signed for a bare minimum and to be brought over. And now is our right guard And I mean, it's really making this offensive line even better. We've seen it over the last couple weeks. It's really drastically improved the right side of the offensive line. Chris Reed's been pretty awesome, man. And there's no question he's a stud for them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the fact that he played so well filling in for Quentin Nelson, the Colts even decided to make that decision, you know, to split the the right guard reps a little bit more. I think Mark Golinski had a little bit more of a snap you know, snap count in this previous game. But, yeah, Chris Reed over the last couple of weeks has definitely eaten into Mark Golinski's playing time. And you got to credit the man for, for playing so exceptionally well. And the good thing is, like, when Quentin Nelson misses extended time, you know, earlier this season, you see your offensive line, at least at left guard, is still able to stay intact and play above average. So, yeah, I want to give credit where it's due, man. Chris Reed is definitely uh, one of the guys, I think one of the best finds that Chris Ballard has had in a long time in terms of a value guy that he's found. So, yeah, yeah I think Chris Reed is a great piece that, that Chris Ballard added this offseason. And I'm excited to see him continue, you know, to work with this offensive line, give them some real depth at guard, some quality depth, a guy that can play both left and right guard. So, yeah, Chris Reed is definitely a guy that I'm really excited for and I'm really happy to have on this team, and and I'm excited for the future with him. Uh, Another guy we got to talk about is Bobby Okereke. I did say it right this time. I know I messed it up on the live (laughs) stream, but Okereke, man, I mean, you know, we've had – it was interesting. It's been a weird year for him, I think. To start, he kind of struggled a little bit, but I think he's been really, really good the last couple weeks. He leads the Colts in tackles right now. Um, He's just kind of all over the field. You know, you'd like to see a turnover, forcing some more turnovers go up. That was kind of our knock on him coming into the season. But I think as a Mike linebacker, he's done a really solid job so far. I think he's exceeded some expectations. Some people after his sophomore year were kind of like, I don't know, man. I don't know about him. And and I think he's had done really well with what he's been given. So I think Bobby Okereke definitely deserves a spot on this list. And I'm excited for him. 
Um, hopefully he can continue to, to take over that Mike linebacker position. Cause I think he's done a really admirable job so far. Yeah. I mean, the turnover machine and Darius Leonard uh, certainly uh, wish that he could give some of those up to Bobby Okereke a little bit to help those stats out a little, but uh, yeah, uh, Bobby's done a really great job this season of uh, getting tackles. You know I mean? We knew he could do that. We knew he was athletic enough to be the guy that we need him to be. Just a lot of times, you know, we haven't seen it. And this year, obviously, like you said, leading the Colts in tackles, I mean, that's pretty impressive given the fact that we know some of these guys who have, you know, who are on this list and, you know, to out-tackle Darius Leonard doing his own game. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. You know, it's nice to see Bobby taking that initiative a little bit, being a more of an enforcer in the run game. And it has been paying dividends a little bit this season. So you hope to see him continue to do that. And we'll stick with the defensive side here. And we'll go with someone who I think a lot of people are still neglecting, wanting to call this guy a stud. We know the casuals don't call this guy a stud. But you ask any person that's watched any of the games in real time and has watched film and you would know their stance on it. And that's Rock Yassine. Rock's been actually relatively decent this year. You know, we've had so many knocks on him. And, you know, with the secondary as hurt as it is, you know, Rock's had no choice but to be the starter, you know, and had to step up in a big way. And, you know, he's outside of Cooper Cup. I mean, there's been very few times this year where he's been, you know, where he's been blown out by people. And that that was a, that was the knock on him going out. You know, is he committing penalties? Is he getting burnt on routes? And again, Cooper Cup had two catches on him. And Cooper Cup has done that all dang season. And Cooper Cup's statistically the best wide receiver in the, uh, of the season so far. So outside of that, Rock has actually been our best corner. Uh, if you take into account Isaiah Rogers as well. So, I mean, you know, Rock has not played – I wouldn't say has played great. He has not done that, but he certainly has played above average and it's, it's much better than the way he was playing last season. So, you know, it's much better that he's not committing all these penalties. He's not giving up a lot more big plays. It's good that he's just keeping everything in front of him. Seems that whatever they were doing with him over the off season seems to be working a little more. Uh, I hope he continues to play this way because if he does, then maybe we can, Use that as a way to start revamping the secondary a little bit. Are you finally ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. The excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. Get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on the action with your favorite teams and players from the NFL, MLB, NHL, Gold, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Right now at WinBet, you can find great promos, odds, and payouts. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Or subject to change. Tough terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. 
Yeah, Rock looked really, really good on Sunday again. I mean, this was a stat that was posted at like 6.30 on, on November 14th, and I just thought I would read it out. It was three players in the early window played at least 25 coverage snaps, played outside corner at least 70% of the time and allowed zero receptions as the nearest defender to the target receiver. Rocky Sin was among three other three guys to do that. So, yeah, I mean, I think you said it. Like, you know, he's definitely worked hard this offseason to – improve his game, improve the things that he struggled in in his second season. And I think it's paying dividends, man. Like you see certain things that last year would have probably been a penalty or he probably would have allowed a catch there. But I thought, you know, he's made up for the lack of elite speed that he has. And I think he's gotten a lot better um, overall as a corner, just just working hard and seeing, watching the tape and really improving his game. Um, so, yeah, Rock definitely, I think, deserves to be on this list as well. And the last guy we got to talk about is another guy that I really like. We had him on the podcast earlier this offseason, Taylor Stallworth. And I simply have Taylor Stallworth on this list, Derek, because, like, nobody knew about this guy. Heck, people were saying Antoine Woods was going to go over him and he was going to be cut before the, he wasn't going to make the final roster. That's what people were saying. People that I trust were saying that. So, uh, yeah, the fact that he's not only come in and had a roster spot, but he's actually been able to do a lot in terms of pass rush the last couple weeks especially. I think he deserves a spot on this list because, I mean, nobody expected anything. Like You talk about low expectations for guys like Rocky Sin. Literally nobody expected Taylor Stallworth to do anything of note, especially in the pass rush department. And I think he's shown a little bit more than anybody expected. So I think he deserves a spot here on this list as well. There's a few other guys you could mention, but I think Taylor Stallworth, for me, has consistently now back-to-back weeks kind of earned himself a spot on this list based off of what the expectations were on him. Yeah, I mean, has had three sacks so far this season, uh, those three all coming from the last two weeks, the one uh, pass block as well against the Jets that resulted in an interception which won us the game, uh, and two sacks in that game, and also had a sack this last week against Jacksonville. So you're starting to see Taylor Stallworth really getting involved And he's had double the amount of sacks this year than what he's had throughout his entire rest of his career. I mean, he's played, he played in 32 other games before this season and yet only have one and a half sacks in those 32 games in the nine games that he's played this season already has three and has always been a relatively good uh, depth piece for the run defense. So, you know, it's really nice to see, you know, Taylor Stallworth taking advantage of some of these opportunities. You know, it's how you stick around on uh, the rosters, getting a few of those big plays and, and when they really mattered. And, you know, for he's had to go in there to replace guys like DeForest Buckner, who's been getting double teamed all season, and Grover Stewart, who uh, obviously isn't very well known for his pass rush either. You might actually have a hidden gem here in Taylor Stallworth being that backup defensive tackle that might be able to provide you an occasional pass rush uh, at certain circumstances. So it's good to see. It's good to see him doing that. And that's how he rounds out on the studs list. Super glad to have him on there. We already mentioned our special mentions. We'll go to the honorable mention here for the duds, and then I'll let Cody go into the first dud. But the honorable mention that we had uh, and this hurts me to say, because obviously you all know how much I love this guy, and that's Paris Campbell. Now, honestly, I mean, I feel bad for even putting him on this list just due to the fact that 
you know, there really wasn't much that he really did to get put on the, to get put on almost season ending IR because of the, uh, you know, because of a Texans player just landing on his foot. I mean, there's really not much more you can really do to get much more bad luck, but you know, Paris Campbell, again, just missing time, you know, and it sucks because we've seen him this season in limited time again, see him make big plays. We just can't keep him on the field and it sucks because I mean, we've been trying so hard, but uh, that's going to be the honorable mention for the duds. That's Paris Campbell. Cody, do you want to start with the first dud then? Yeah, just a quick on Paris Campbell, though. Like, it just sucks, man, for Paris. But but the best ability is availability, and if he can't be available, he's got to be a dud, man. Like, for how good he is, the fact that he cannot stay on the field, like, that just, for me, it sucks to say, but he's been a bust, man. And I hate to say that because he's in, it's not talent. It's not a talent issue at all for No, him. it's not a talent or character yeah. issue at all. It's just no. reliability. Just the dude cannot stay healthy for whatever reason, and, and that just sucks. Colts football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Colts tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket services charge. And this allows them to guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices than the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. I know I'm still excited around all the different games that the Indianapolis Colts are going to have this season. I'm excited for some more home games. I'm going to hopefully get to be able to go to a couple home games this year and on the road. And whatever you're doing, TickPick's got you covered there. And if you're looking forward to attending this season as well, whatever game it is, I just recommend TickPick. I think they do a really good job of being able to provide tickets because we all know the hassle of trying to find tickets. So if you are interested, visit TickPick.com slash juice today and use a promo code juice to save $10 on your first order of Indianapolis Colts tickets. Again, the promo code juice to save $10 on your first order of Indianapolis Colts tickets this year. But yeah, I'll move on to the the first guy on our list here for the duds. That's got to be Eric Fisher, man. I mean, the reason why it's Eric Fisher, now people will say, Cody, hang on. He's actually been pretty good in the run department. I agree with that. But the fact is, like, when Eric Fisher came in, I know he came in a little bit early, but, like, he has just not really been that great in terms of pass protection, like, all season. I had a lot higher expectations for him. Now, I know he's coming off that injury. I know he's still healing up. So I want to offer a little bit of grace there. But the, I, I just saw a play, Derek, actually, right before we recorded this, where literally if Eric Fisher doesn't completely whiff, like, Carson Wentz has Michael Pittman for a touchdown. Like, just things like that that hurt your offense. And for the expectations that we had for Eric Fisher, I thought he could potentially be a fringe top 10 tackle when he's fully back and he has just not even been anywhere near that. He's been in my mind, the biggest liability on this offensive line from the five starters. And, uh, you know, for a guy that, you know, has, we had such high expectations for, I know I said that I was super excited that the Colts decided to sign him. That was an understatement. <laughs> yeah. So he just not lived up to that. I'm going to be honest with that. I'm going to eat my words there. You know, he still has, fortunately he still has a chance 
to rebound and be really good the, down the stretch here. But he got whooped again, man, on Sunday. And so I'm kind of just at the point where I'm like, yeah, he's kind of been a dud so far for the Colts. Yeah, I, I agree with you to some extent. You know, I, you and I were talking about it right before we started recording. You know, I didn't really want to put Fisher on the dud list, but, you know, you kind of – uh, had that one predetermined for me, so I get that. Uh, you're right. I mean, he hasn't been great in the past coverage department at all, and you know that's kind of the most important thing here. We know he's been good in the run blocking department, but you know if you're not good at protecting your quarterback, then it's it's a long, long season for you. So obviously, still is trying to get his legs back from underneath him. He's only been available now for like eight games. Uh, you certainly hope that at this point in the season he starts picking it up. Uh, the whole offensive line needs to pick it up after we just saw Sunday, but I won't go there. Uh, next guy that we'll go to, and that is T.Y. Hilton. And again, as much as we hate putting him on this list, just because you know we know uh, what T.Y. Hilton is for Indianapolis, and we we totally get it. We were big advocates of bringing him back, and we're glad we did. But you know, just like Paris Campbell. You know, T.Y. Hilton just hasn't been healthy all year and, you know, gets back on the field against the Texans, gets another injury, and then comes back out. And in the Jacksonville game, I mean, he was non-existent. I mean, he had one catch for five yards. I mean, it's not that's not what a uh, $8 million wide receiver is supposed to be doing and, you know, only got you one catch. So, you know, I, I mean, the, the – Mixed with the injuries on top of little production, you know, I mean, we kind of hoped that T.Y. Hilton would start, you know, coming back and start putting up some decent numbers, but just hasn't happened so far this year. Nope, it's a combination of lack of production and injuries, man, at this point. And and that just sucks because I love T.Y. Hilton. Like, he's one of my favorite Colts of all time. But, you know, for $8 million, he's been a dud. I mean, let's just call it what it is. He's been a dud. He hasn't done much for the Colts beyond that Texans game. He's been often injured. He he it wasn't productive in the game against Jacksonville, like we said. Like I, I said, he needs to help take the pressure off of Pittman, and he did not contribute really at all. So, yeah, I mean, he's kind of just been a dud straight up for me, which sucks to say. But I think you know we want to be realistic on here, and 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 it's true that that's kind of been the truth here with Ty. All right, let's move on to another guy. You know, the thing that like sucks with this is like a lot of these guys. They, they struggle with injuries, right? And, and Kamoko Turi is a guy that has struggled with injuries ever since he's really come to Indianapolis. He had that big injury, obviously, in 2019. Then he had a couple different injuries last year. He played through it. He really wasn't that great. He came back at the end of the year. And this year, I, we were all like, okay, this is maybe the final of the year that Kamoko Turi puts it together. And, and he really hasn't done a whole lot, honestly. He's had a couple games he's missed. He really hasn't been that stud that we hoped we would see. He's had nice moments, right? He had a game where he had two sacks, I believe it was. Yeah. But then also, like, he disappears. And, I mean, honestly, at this point, man, I don't know if you bring back Ture because he just has not really shown much to me this year to warrant bringing him back and giving him another shot. So as much as that sucks, as talented as we know Ture can be, he just really has not lived up to the expectations. I think a lot of Colts fans were cautiously optimistic for him this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not even just the sack numbers. I mean, the overall pressures have not been there. You know, I mean, he just he has just not been the same player he was since 2019. And, you know, it's been – it's sucked to say that because, you know, Ballard's put a lot of faith into 
some of these defensive linemen to try and figure it out. And, you know, only one of them really, or two of them so far, have really figured it out on the edge. And that's been Taekwon Lewis and Al-Qadim Muhammad. Uh, Teray's been the one that just hasn't really gotten it going yet. And I'll skip the fourth guy on our list just to go to the fifth one because we're already on the defensive line. Might as well talk about the other guy that we're talking about. And that's Ben Banigou. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we said it. Like, this is the year that we need to see what Tyquan Lewis did in 2020, where it's just like, hey, man, you know, your job's on the line here, man. You got you to gotta step up and commit to being the football player that we need you to be in order to be able to get any kind of time. And Tyquan Lewis did that, but Ben Banigou just hasn't. And nope. Ben Banigou, for the most part, has been a healthy scratch again. This year, yep. I mean, he played a couple snaps early in the year, got thrown off to the side, and has and for as abysmal as this defensive line has been this year in regards to getting pressure on the quarterback, we thought for sure Ben Banigou was going to get at least some kind of snaps, some kind of snaps to try and get something going there. But even with as bad as it's been at times, Banigou still is not playing anything at all. So yep. you know, it's just. One of those things where, like, man, we tried putting that faith in that in that situation, man. But I mean, it, Banigou just hasn't delivered. No, he's been flat out awful. I mean, I'm just going to call it what it is. If the dude can't even get on the field and be healthy, like be be actually activated and not be a healthy scratch every week, that's been his issue, man. He just can't can't put it together, you know. And sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, and it, that was just a bad pick. I mean, that just was. He just has not proven anything to me. He had the one thing in 2019 where you're like, okay, I see what the Colts were seeing, but since then he's done absolutely nothing. I mean, that I think outright from outright misses, you know, from a talent standpoint and everything, that that's been Ballard's one of his worst misses. Yeah. Is Ben yeah. He just has done literally nothing for this team. And so yeah, I, I'd cut ties with him, cut your losses and move on because I never felt that urgency from Banigou, if I'm being completely honest. You know, from you know, because you felt that urgency from Taekwon Lewis in 2020. He knew, like, this was do or die. And Banigou just never really, to me, showed that. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It, you know, it's a sad thing. You think he still has talent. But at this point, you can't just sit there and wait for him to figure it out and actually do something. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah he's been a, just a major disappointment ever since the Colts drafted him. So, sucks to say because he's a nice guy. I'm sure yeah. he's a nice guy. But as a player, not a good player so far for the Colts. So. Yep. All right, let's move on to the last guy here, and that's Xavier Rhodes. I mean, what else you got to say, man? He's not been good this year. He's been injured. He's, you know, he's been the polar opposite of what he was a year ago. I mean, he's just has flat out been terrible. He's been outperformed by basically every other corner in this in this uh, system so far in this team. I mean, right now, even if he comes back, I don't think you start him. I think you start Isaiah Rogers. Like, yeah. That's how bad, bad he has been. Now, we'll give credit to Isaiah Rogers. I think he had a really nice game on Sunday. But at this point, Xavier Rhodes is a liability out there. He's injured, and you know he plays through injuries, which I I, I admire that. But also, like you, can but just it's clear like, it yeah. Why that. would you do that and you know play at you know a less percentage of yourself that's already not that great? I mean, you know, it's just hurting the team more than anything. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, one year deal, no harm, no foul. You move on from him next year. So there's a lot of guys here that I think you're going to have to move on from. Pretty much every single guy um, on this list, you probably are going to try to move on from this next year. Now, you could talk me into maybe one or two of these guys, 
but pretty much every guy you're probably going to move on from at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, I would probably say Fisher would probably be coming back. I guess it really we'll all see. depends on uh, – I think it really depends how these last eight games look for him. Uh, I Absolutely. think it really he's matters. One ones, he's one of the ones I could be talked into. But, you yeah. know, the other guys, you know, yeah. probably not. I mean, probably yeah. Doors pretty shut on those guys coming back right. at this point. Yeah, Rose has been rough. Yeah, well, unless one of these guys just shows out like crazy – um, I don't see really any of these guys coming back. And if they do, it's like on a one-year deal. You're not banking on them to be a part of your future. So, yeah, um, that's all I got, man, for the studs and duds so far throughout the season. Now, like we'll clarify, the season is not over yet. These guys still have plenty of opportunities to right the ship here in these last few games. Colts right now 5-5, five and five, obviously. So if the Colts can get into the playoffs, maybe some of these guys start stepping it up a little bit. Who knows, man? You know, the season's still within reach to make a wild card spot, I think. So, I mean, anything's possible, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of things still left to be done. The Colts still in a chance for a playoff hunt. We'll see who shows up and who doesn't. Uh, thank you guys again so much for the support. That was our studs and duds for the halfway mark of the season so far. Let us know what you guys think in the comments. Thank you guys again so much for the support, and as always, go Colts. Yeah.